Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That feeling when the cat is howling for breakfast, and suddenly you realize you forgot a very important cat food errand the previous day. Good job, Sarah. That feeling when you get into a huge fight with your partner about tacos. 
tacos should be something that brings people together. It is also truly shocking how much recycling I go through. I mean, at least I'm recycling. I care, but that is a lot of glass and cans and plastic. What is with me? <laughs> I got high with a 93-year-old man. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> Have such a good day. ready to Episode crush 152. it <laughs> we are sarah and i are on fire this morning i mean you you have no idea, you have no idea. literally i'm i've bursted into flames quite <laughs> quite a few times this morning already it's awkward to say a little awkward least. little her skin is melting it's like a david cronenberg movie it's it's really it's really quite shocking that's actually i say that a lot i don't know why because i just feel like that it would be the most dramatic thing possible if like I was a superhero and I'm like, my power is to combust. <laughs> like I just burst into flames. Like, I don't know if that means I die at that point or if I just like go invisible or whatever, but I sometimes say that to somebody and they're like, spontaneously combust? I think that's actually funny because you're going out <laughs> with a bang and it's like exciting. But you know, the kid in The Incredibles, the baby does that. Like he turns oh. into flame. And, but then he comes back, he's fine. It's not like he dies. That's like, cool. Um, so it's it's like a weapon. Like if yeah, it's you like try Kenny to touch does him. too. Kenny in South Park, he, he's always like constantly dying and blowing up, but he comes back. Yes, yes. They kill Kenny. You bastards. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen South Park, oh, but I so know great. that joke. It's so great. Well, hey, y'all, if you're tuning in for the first time, this is the show that unpacks the absurdity of everyday life for your entertainment. How is everybody doing out there? Yeah, how are you? How are you? Check in, check in, we're worried. You know, it's really funny because I mentioned tacos at the top of the show, but like truly, I don't know if it's like, it's probably a pretty good thing when like the only thing you really argue about with your partner is like what kind of tacos to get for dinner. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like it was the funniest, there was like snark in the argument, you know, it was like, we weren't like mad at each other. It was more like, let's get some street tacos. And like, no, he's like, let's get those Tex-Mex, you know, home state tacos. It's like, well, what about that place is that it's like authentic with a hint of bougie or like bougie with a hint of authentic or like you know there's like all these different taco choices and we were arguing about i'm not joking like several times like what tacos to get it was like i almost went to a different taco place because i didn't want to go where he went and vice versa like at least they were down the street from each other but <laughs> i love that like funny. i'll just see you in an hour okay? yeah totally i'm gonna go to my truck <laughs> And, you know, I'm going to cool off a little bit with some bougie with a hint of authentic tacos. Exactly. Exactly. Seriously, it was a very funny conversation. I wish I could have recorded it because, yeah, it's, you know, the nuances of tacos. Yeah. I mean, there are many. There really are. When I, well, well when we both lived in uh, a certain neighborhood in L.A., which is Echo Park, mm -hmm. um, over by Dodger Stadium, for anybody <clears throat> who at least knows the L.A. area, it's kind of over on the east side, uh, a big taco uh, area of town. You know, lots of old taco places that have been there forever. Not just tacos, but Mexican food, mostly. Uh, but a lot of trucks. And there was one truck that was right next to uh, the um, natural food store that we always used to go to, Heather, I forget the name of it right now, 
but you know, big grocery store. And there was always a couple taco trucks just outside, you know. Lassen's, right? Lassen's, yes, yeah. yes, thank you. Um, I love Lassen's. I know, me too. And the taco trucks, it was funny, it's like there was a taco truck that, I don't know if it just never I know, I remember you going to that the all the time. All the time. <laughs> it's like it, it, it was a little ghetto, but. Never moved, but I also didn't walk by it at like 2 a.m. all yeah, that Yeah, like often. did they spend the night in there? Was there, was there like a little, a little cot in there? I don't think so. I think they had some sort of an agreement where they d didn't have to move because it was always in the same spot. You know, like no one was going to park in that spot. But there was also a shoe cobbler who, worked, who did work out of his uh, it was a van. Uh, mm -hmm. And he came and went, but, he, you know, he would be there. And then just, and so it was just kind of like, and, and the cobblers seemed to have a fair amount of business. You know, it was, you know, you kind of look at the van and you're like, oh gosh, does he have all the equipment that he needs? But he uh -huh. just like, do all the stuff in the back, give you your shoes. People seem to, you know, he's, he's older dude, probably been doing it a long time. And then you have the taco truck people, which was, I mean, listen, I know tacos would be uh, even cheaper somewhere else, but it was like, you know, 225 per taco. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you get three tacos, you're extremely full and yeah. you know, that's, uh, you know, for under $10, like I'm in. Yeah. Uh, and I loved that place, but there was another taco truck that sort of showed up out of nowhere. I mean, I mean, two parking spaces away. Right. So, it, you know, just, Competition. just, just totally competing. However, the tacos were, when you say bougie, I don't totally know what you mean, but these were like tacos <laughs> with cauliflower in them. That's probably you know? called bougie. That kind of yeah. thing. And and I tried them a couple times and I was like, these are also very good, but very different and also yeah, more expensive. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just good to have options. It's very funny too, because I thought I knew the nuances of tacos, but um, I, I hooked up with my friend Alexandra, who is a woman of the world. She like was you know, very New York, like went to all the restaurants, just like, just knows everything. You can talk to her about anything. And mm -hmm. she went down this crazy rabbit hole on the, these different kinds of tacos I've never heard of. And I, I was literally like, what? <laughs> It's like, I mean, like, wow. give me an example. Like, I mean, how many, like, like it was, like, <laughs> how many have you not heard of? Well, it, w it wasn't, it was more like the kind of the stewed meat tacos, you know, where it's like, that's a thing and it's called something like there's a name for it. And then there was like these like other El types. Pastor, yeah, yeah maybe. Um, but it was like, there's yeah. a specific restaurant she was referring to in West Hollywood area that had those. It was like only those types of tacos. And I mean, she was talking about three different distinctive taco places that it, and I mean, I honestly kind of lost her. Like, I think one of them was very exotic. I was just like, huh, what? <laughs> anyway, I mean, I, I never, I never knew the, the world of tacos could be so profound. When I was a kid, back in my day, have I? Um, <laughs> when you were I, a whippersnapper. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Sebastopol, California. If you've ever been there, it's a small town. It's not that small. There's probably about 7,500 people, you know, at least in the city limits. But mm -hmm. small. You know, you wouldn't call it a city. I mean, it might and be the same size as Los Gatos, where I'm from. I bet they're I similar. Los Gatos is... A is a bit bigger but you you definitely have that like it's kind of Small a neighborhood vibe. community yeah. that's closer to a larger city i mean san jose would be what los gatos is close to which is much larger than santa rosa which is my nearest city totally. but anyway you know small small town you know northern california um very hippie uh very you know lots of lots of uh inventive cuisine right mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. myself included but also a lot of mexican food a lot of mm -hmm. mexican food and i you know as a kid i mean i would like 
I don't even know like what was going on with my metabolism. My metabolism is still fairly high, but I mean, as a kid, I could like eat three large burritos in a single day. <laughs> All the time, and I did, mm -hmm. you know, because you're a we're tiny like, person. So good, extra cheese, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I guess they were super. mostly vegetarian burritos. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely make it super. Yeah. Oh yeah, what, for what, sure. Am I, not having I don't. Sour I don't cream get how people don't do that. Yeah, it's I crazy. know. Crazy. But uh, not. I mean, there would be like my mom would make tacos every so often. Um, they were oh, you know, hard shell, kind of that like home yeah. taco uh -huh. you know, <laughs> nothing yeah, fancy type sure. thing was use some shredded cheese go nuts but uh but i didn't i don't remember like loving tacos so you know taco tuesday not a thing mm -hmm. uh now uh i mean i still love a burrito and when i get delivery it's usually a burrito because it's like eh, for all the trouble i might as well have something larger i agree but boy do i love a taco <laughs> especially on like you were talking about like the trucks it's like you really you think oh well they're really small so i should get a few it's like i often just need two sort of small tacos and then i'm yeah full. totally totally there's it's so funny because yeah there's those because like street tacos to me are like really small so you probably want to get three they're like the really small the smallest tortillas mm -hmm. you can get there's a place called guisados in fact we didn't go there it was up in echo park near downtown oh i um, went there yeah I that, that we place went there together dope. but we ooh, did yum, yeah you're yum. right we did and and I, we, you know, I used to go there with Elijah a lot back in the day and I'm like, why didn't we go there? I don't know. Maybe it was too far. We ended up not going to Echo Park, uh, which I really wanted to, but we, I was in Silver Lake a lot and Los Feliz area and just the Hills area. But, um, but yeah, I, I mean, we could talk about Mexican food this whole hour if we want we to, could. I don't know how everybody else is going to feel about it, but <laughs> I know. Yeah. Do you want to hear more about what I used to order at a city I don't live in currently, everyone? I don't want to be too riveting today. In a but segment boy, called Taco Talk. Stories. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, yeah, it's, I've been, <laughs> I was about to say I've been accused. That's, that's, that's too Maybe dramatic harsh. of a way yeah. to put it, but I have been told I am a weird eater. <laughs> and, you know, not, not just like, I mean, by more than one person yeah. over the years. And I know this, you know, I've, I've uh, been living alone for quite some time. But even when I have lived with others, you know, and we're sharing meals and everything, you know, I have definitely like, I've been like, here's what I'm going to make. You know, and the person kind of looks at me and goes like, mm, I'll make something else. <laughs> I, I love that for you. Yeah, but I, I might just like order a pizza or something. And I don't really, I don't know. I, it actually doesn't offend me at all. I do think I'm kind of a weird eater. Uh, I mean, I'll eat sushi for breakfast. No problem. You know, other people are like, oh my God, Sarah, that's horrible. I like your, um, I like your like cottage cheese creations. Like you used to eat a lot of cottage cheese, which I always forget about cottage cheese and I really love oh, it and I never buy it. I love cottage cheese. You know, I don't have any in my fridge right now and I have to go grocery shopping. So that's a good reminder, but yeah. Cottage cheese with a little Italian seasoning and then um, a sausage that's just kind of not like a hot dog, but like more like an Italian sausage. Yeah, in I get it. the I know that sounds weird. You chop it up. Hear me out. Yeah, yeah. You 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 chop you chop it up. Mm -hmm. Maybe even put two sausages in there if you've got them. Uh -huh. I mean, it's it's a delight. I used to eat that at work um, when I was sitting in the makeup chair because I had to you know get my makeup done every day. And like honestly, like the. Um, <laughs> the the gals who you know yeah. were, were were making me look pretty and doing my hair were always like oh my god Sarah can't you just eat this before you sit in the chair <laughs> you know but I'd be like running late story. and I'm like That's but great. I'm hungry 
It's good. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. That's awesome. I used to actually get grief for, I used to always eat these rice paper rolls on set. I would sit, I remember so many times just getting the same rice paper rolls. And I used to get grief for that too. Like, God, like what, what I don't know, like people didn't understand like hippie food back then. I think, uh-huh. it, I think it's kind of hippie food. Well, it's uh, funny because it's like a rice paper roll now is like that's a staple of oh yeah so many i mean if i'm if i'm getting vietnamese food even mm-hmm. if i'm just getting like a f- big old bowl of pho like i still want the rolls and fresh rolls rice paper rolls not the fried rolls yeah i'm, totally. I'm less interested in the fried rolls. me too well yeah. well now we've 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 let everyone in on, you know, a Our lot of deep I, darkness inside the, both Heather and I. For the record, I don't like fried food. I really don't. I have such an aversion. I like French fries, but fried food, mm-mm. I know I'm not looking forward to my trip to Iowa this summer because I'm concerned that everything's going to be breaded and fried. Oh, you'll be able to get by. There's produce <laughs> in Iowa. Um, I, I'm with you, though. It's yeah. deep fried stuff that I don't like. Um, I there's certain things. Yeah, I got sushi the other night. Got a spider roll. That's deep mm-hmm. fried crab. Yeah. Um, this particular roll was anyway. Yeah, I think they vary from sushi place to sushi mm-hmm. place. But you know, there's there's avocado and rice, and you know, it's all wrapped up nice, and uh, I think it's really really good. It's also cold. That might matter a bit. Yeah. But but yeah, fried chicken. Mm-mm. I just can't. I can't, can't get do down it. with it. I, I, and, and people I don't, love it. Like people, know, like it's I their know. favorite food. And I'm like, I can't, I just, I love chicken. I mean, I like, like, you know, ch- rotisserie chicken and you know, all mm-hmm. that. I just, I don't know. The breaded thing is, there's something about there's the no nutritional thing. value in it. It's like well, zero I mean, empty calories. <laughs> I am not going to pretend to care about nutrition all the time no. because I really don't sometimes. Mm. I mean, I, I always do, but I. Uh, but you can't I, always. I, I I also treat my body like a garbage disposal often, <laughs> and that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's something about the the fried thing that uh, it just it's it's weird. You and I have always had this in common, and every so often, you know, I get somebody who's like, "But why? Like, <laughs> what about that? Do you not like it? It's like that's the best part." And I'm like, "It's my least favorite part. I don't know." <laughs> I just don't know, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid girl. of like oil or butter. Mm-mm. That's not that's not the issue. It's Mm-mm. not like that. I think it's fatty. No, it's just that I don't like the taste. Mm-mm. I don't like the taste either. I don't like the smell either, and it gets all in your clothes. And I mean, I anyways. also don't like bacon. And I mean, I will fight with certain friends of mine to the end of time <laughs> about the fact that like I just can't get down with bacon. And I'm like, I. I'm not going to change my mind, guys. It's a, I just feel kind no of way. the same way about bacon, but I do like turkey bacon, and we did put some turkey bacon in our lentil soup last night, and it was really good, and mm, I have a yeah. hard time. I have, Pork is a tough one. Pigs are so loving and smart and wonderful. I just... I don't know. I'm. I'm really. I, well, so are chickens, Heather. I know. I slippery know. slope. We're going very down slippery here. Slope. <laughs> what about a cow? You oh, know, gotta love a cow. Yeah. Do we want to have mean, this though. conversation? We might upset people. We're. we're well, you know we're what? Total, we're total uh, animal lovers. We're just gonna. We're gonna revert into like veganism. Oh, I mean, I've considered it. I've considered it many. Like, it, there's not a day goes by that I'm like, I should just go back and do that. I don't eat a lot of meat, but I just feel like I need more protein and I find it to be challenging to eat so much tofu 
and beans and rice, like it's very challenging. And yeah. I know, so my, my friend Lisa, who listens to the show, hey Lisa, um, up, Lisa, she's she's a hardcore vegan and I totally respect it. And I she's an amazing cook though. She like knows how to cook really good vegan food. And I think if mm -hmm. you get, you gotta, you gotta train yourself to cook that kind of food and then you'll get enough protein, but. It's also, it's a tough one. It's, uh, I've never been, a, I've never been vegan. Uh, I've never even tried. Uh, I'm a big fan of cheese and eggs. I, mm -hmm. I, I just, I'm not sure what I would do in life without cheese and eggs. I could skip not necessarily the meat, always together. But the eggs, I couldn't. I know. I totally agree. Yeah. There's just certain things. I mean, even, you know, fish, you know, mm -hmm. cutting out sushi or, you know, fish entirely. I mean, I, I cook fish about once a week mm -hmm. on average, maybe mm -hmm. a little bit, you know, more or less, but, but, um, I have been, uh, not just Lisa, I'm not calling you out specifically Lisa, but you know, when you go out to eat with somebody who's vegan, you know, go to a restaurant, like if it's a vegan restaurant, that's one thing, mm -hmm. but the, you know, there's probably other restaurants that they're interested in going to as well. And you just, it's funny how the restaurant itself is either prepared for that question yes. or they're not prepared for that totally. question. You know, where you, you know, you ask the server like, Hey, just, you know, you know, can you tell me a little bit what's in the sauce? I'm vegan. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's really important. And I've seen it handled extremely well. Yes. And then I've seen it handled just like a shit show where they're like, I don't know. I have to like go back and ask our chef, Yeah, you know, totally. and kind of like, Oh, now you're being like, you know, a nightmare you know yeah. um, patron of ours and it's really it's really interesting that you you get pushback about like do you really even care that much and it's like yeah people do yeah people you know it's really funny care. I was vegan when I moved to France which was a very challenging time for me because mm -hmm. they don't they don't even know the word vegetarian like I know that it's probably I think it's vegetarian like in French but like it is not even a concept that back then they just did not understand i had to explain that oh i only eat vegetables i don't eat meat you know i eat blah 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 but um that was really challenging and you feel very shunned like you feel kind of um it, it's it's a really challenging thing and then you go to these restaurants and you ask for something vegan and then what they give you is like a bunch of gray over overly steamed vegetables and like that's okay that's it. yeah and it's like uh, well no. and there's definitely these days a it's a little better I think dietary restrictions in general, uh, you know, you've got the gluten-free folks. Mm -hmm. um, and in many cases, you know, some people are just like, eh, it doesn't really agree with me. Mm -hmm. um, I've, luckily, because I love bread, um, I've never been, you know, that's never been an issue of mine. But, you know, there are other folks who are like, no, I'm going to get really, really sick mm -hmm. if I eat mm -hmm. it. You know, it's yeah. an allergy. You yep. know, this is, this is something that, you know, <laughs> you have to take seriously. And you get, you kind of get those, those looks from from folks, you know, who, not just people who are working in the restaurant industry, but the other people sitting at the table, mm -hmm. you know, that you're supposed to be having like, you know, enjoying somebody's birthday or whatever with, you know, where it's like, okay, high maintenance. And yep. I, I am definitely guilty of that. I, mm -hmm. I, you know, I really, really try not to be that person, but sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, it's going to take forever. We have so many questions, but, uh, but that we, you know, we, we have to remember that everybody's got their thing and you can eat what you want. You and, can in this day and, and age, being healthy is like number one. So, I mean, you can go, like I hear so, you know, you hear, you overhear this all the time at like coffee shops. It's like, can I get a single nonfat, uh, oat milk, <laughs> um, extra dry, like people, can do that nowadays it's like expected you know and and mm -hmm. maybe back when we were growing up it was a little weird 
to be really picky. But nowadays, I think there's, you know, there's just a lot more uh, flexibility, thankfully, in well, the modern and world. also, <laughs> if you if you do have a really specific cappuccino order, you know, that would have at one point been like a joke in a movie kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> they can also accommodate that. It's like, if they can accommodate it, then you can order it. Sure, yeah, maybe you know, the person behind you might snicker a little bit, but like, it's not illegal. Well, it's gotten to the point where like, for example, I went to Blue Bottle in LA, got a $6 cappuccino, by the way. And um, I always get whole milk with my coffee, which is, you know, when you order a cappuccino at a place and you don't specify a milk, usually that's what you get. But when you go to these kind of like bougie cafes, I, I often will get an oat milk latte or whatever, a cappuccino, and I didn't, I, I basically said whole milk, but it's like, it's so common now that like the whole milk thing, you almost have to specify now, you know, mm. because a lot of people don't do that anymore because it's, you know, milk is, there's, there's a lot to discuss about milk, but I, I can't do the nutty coffee combo. And I love oat milk. I love almond milk. I love all that with like cereal, whatever, mm -hmm. but with my coffee, cow's yep. milk, I just, I can't do yeah. it. You're not the only one. You're not the only one. I, uh, as, as I'm sure I've mentioned on the show, uh, I drink ripple milk, which is mm -hmm. a plant, a plant-based protein, pea milk, haha, PEA, everybody <laughs> get your jokes out now. But, uh, I love it. It's, it's, I drank almond milk for, well, I drank soy milk for a long time. Then I switched to almond milk. Cause I was like, mm, maybe a little bit too, too much soy milk. Mm -hmm. Cause I used to eat a lot of cereal and I don't really know why I don't eat cereal anymore. I still really like it, but yeah. I, uh, but I, you know, I, I, I put my ripple milk in my coffee, but it, it breaks up weird. Yeah. So when you look at it, it's kind of unsightly. <laughs> I don't care because I'm just like, eh, I just made coffee for myself. Yeah. But anytime I ever like offer it to anybody else, I'm like, they're like, is your milk bad? <laughs> I know it looks weird, but it's not real milk kind of I thing. I like the ripple. I forgot about the ripple. And you know, what I like about the pea milk is that it doesn't have a nutty flavor. And I think maybe that would work for me with uh, coffee. Hmm. I'll have to, I'll have to check hmm. that out again. Yeah. Anywho, so Sarah, about. how's your week been? I, I hear it's pretty hot down there. It is. Yeah. So we, uh, we're, you know, we're in the throes of summer. It actually isn't technically summer yet, which is insane. Although it's like tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Our summer solstice is right around the corner. So that's summer to me. But, uh, but, but pretty much once you hit May in Sonoma County, um, that's where things get, start getting hot. We yeah. had a weird couple of days. A few days ago, it rained. I mean, rain in early June, Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, I mean, you know, you could bet money on the fact that from mid-April April to mid-October, it would not rain. Mm -hmm. If it did, it was like apocalyptic. Yeah, it's pretty consistent climate there. It would be foggy during the summer, mm -hmm. you know, where you kind of, you know, you got, some, you know, kind of a chilly morning, maybe some wind, but not rain. Mm -hmm. Things have changed. Uh, you know, the climate is changing. Yep. Um, and that's not really the point of this. But, uh, but yeah, it's been... <laughs> It's been pretty, it's been pretty toasty. It's going to get toasty again this week. Mm -hmm. Anything above, well, I was about to say 85. Honestly, anything above about 80, I'm like, eh. I feel the same way. Too hot. Too hot. I, I just, you know, I have done enough some damage to myself that I don't really feel like I have any business. I mean, listen, if I go on vacation, whatever, sure, I'm going to lay out by the pool, put some sunscreen on and have a great time. But, uh, but I when I'm kind of just 
working and I got to walk my dog and I got to do errands and I have to think about like, well, it's too hot. Oh, it's too hot. I have to do that later. I have to wait till it cools down because it's too hot. I mean, that's like a conversation I have with myself pretty much from now until late October. <laughs> well, let me ask you this because <laughs> yeah. I think about this. I've been thinking about this a lot lately where it's like the grass is always greener, right? Like in our minds, we're like, you'll say on a day, I'll be like, Sarah, it's foggy and rainy up here. And you're like, oh man, I wish it was foggy and rainy here. It's really hot. And it's like, do you think that if you were physically in a foggy, chillier day, you would truly embrace it? Or is it just in that fantasy bubble in our minds? Like, yeah, you know, I wonder about that. Cause I'm, I'm kind of, kind of bitch about, uh, you know, the chillier weather that I experience in the Pacific Northwest and we have yeah. beautiful days, but overall I'm used to living more Southern, uh, uh cities and, and whatnot. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of used to the, the Southern California weather. So for me, it's sure. like, I am just, I want more warmth, but I don't need it to be 85 degrees by any stretch, yeah, but I also I mean, am tired of wearing sweaters. Like, yeah, it's a toasty day. Well, so when, when I lived in San Francisco, uh, which I did for many years, I mean, I went to college there, so I moved there, you know, when I was young and uh, had some LA stints, but really m most of my adult life has been in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. In fact, most of I think my life <laughs> at this point i've yeah. lived in san francisco not the same apartment or anything i lived in like a hundred of them but mm -hmm. but san francisco is well known for being foggy you know oh, old yeah. fog town as we yep. like to call it and it depends on where you live uh certain neighborhoods are much foggier than others but it's just a part of life especially if you're getting around town and going to different areas and over the years, you know, I can't tell you how many people, especially people who moved there from somewhere else, which mm -hmm. is many, just being like, I can't handle this fog. You know, it's like, it's bringing me down. Yeah. I, I you know, I, it's, you know, it's, it's summer and it's like cold and foggy and like yeah. wet here. And I'm, people are wearing North faces at, like in the day. <laughs> totally. And that has never bothered me ever. Oh, ever? No, oh. no. It was, I also, I feel like, uh, you know, <laughs> not to brag, but like, I was like pretty good at San Francisco. It's like, if you're in a funk, yeah. then you go over here where it's yeah. going to be sunny totally. and then you like have a picnic and then there's you're microclimates like all over. And it's kind of similar up here. I feel like San Francisco weather would be a pretty good comparison because mm, we have mm -hmm. these beautiful, beautiful sunny days and it's warm in the sun and you can wear a t-shirt and stuff. There's a lot of that. And we have these Indian summers, which San Francisco had, but you often get that summer gloom, that like June gloom. However, I will say also, I mean, LA experiences that when I was there last week, I mean, it was mild weather. There were some warm sunny days, but there was also some of that weird kind of early June gloom. Well, I guess it was the yeah. beginning of June, but it was weirdly chilly, like you needed a sweater. And so, mm -hmm. I don't know, I mean, it's a it's a coastal thing. So, and you know, you're not as close to the coast. Yeah. You know, so, you know, some, some, some folks will just be like, give me a 95 degrees and I'll just bake. Yeah. And I love it. And it's, you know, vitamin D, it feels great. Yeah, super and, dry, like just dry I can do that out. for like five minutes. 
Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm the same. I'm totally like, I. it's like, I just want perfection, okay? That's all I want. I just want like 75 like, degree like, weather every day. It's too hard to ask for absolute perfection from morning till night. From the moment I wake up I guess to the moment is. I close my eyes, I want everything to be perfect. And I don't think I'm asking too much. No, I swear to God, I sometimes feel that way where I'm like, I want, I do, like, I, I'll catch myself. Like, what are you expecting? Like to live in some like Shangri-La? There is no Shangri-La. You know, the only potential Shangri-La you could have is in your own imagination, which is what gets me in trouble. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we, we expect. But I did have a lovely week. And I and I have to say like the, you know, it's sort of the perfect uh, back and forth. I've talked about this before. I hope to make this a thing going back and forth from, you know, Pacific Northwest to SoCal. And, you know, I, I'll probably, I might get sick of it. I might be like, eh. I'm done. I had some interesting observations on this trip that I wanted to share um, after all this time, even though I have been down there, you know, a bunch of times since, I mean, it's not the end of the pandemic. We're still in a pandemic, but um, I guess after like the worst part of the pandemic kind of thing and, and yeah, things have kind the, of the, changed. The, you know, life has somewhat come back to normal for many people. Exactly. Which right before we left, they were I think they're going to put the ma mask mandate back on for inside mm. uh, stores and restaurants because they're having like a spike. They were basically having a spike when I was there. I was like, oh, God. And then there was like the Novo virus. Like a lot of my friends, kids had that. I was like, oh, God, like coming down here. It's weird. Like you, you, I really feel very protected up here. Like knock on wood. I mean, uh, Elijah and I haven't been sick for like years. And it might be because, yeah, we're not like in a crowded place. And uh, but anyway, we we it was lovely because it's it's so interesting because the place that we stay is in the hills, the Hollywood Hills. And it's very, you know, there's those narrow, curvy streets and lots of like really cool mid-century architecture and like kind of Spanish bungalows kind of all mi mixed together. It's kind of a hodgepodge, but I kind of like it because it it creates this really cool uh, texture and so I, I love doing the canyon hiking I just kind of walk around and look at houses and flowers and mm -hmm. and everything kind of think oh wow we grow that up there and oh no we can't grow that there and that's that's very desert and blah 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 and um and uh you know so you know went swimming and spent money and had a little balcony get together with my girl friends which was very very fun Elijah was there too but he's kind of one of the girls um but we basically in the house that I stay in we had this kind of like literally like a 180 degree view of LA, of downtown LA to the left, you know, west side to the right. And it is lovely. And he has a like heat lamps like embedded into the ceiling. And it's just like, it's a pretty fancy little spot. And it was, it was very lovely. We tried some fun wines and, and I had a great time just kind of doing some girl talk and catching up with my girls. But I, some of the observations, this trip in particular, I think because, you know, we've, we're two plus years into a global pandemic everything has changed we know this I'm not like bringing up this like new concept that things have changed everything's mm -hmm. always going to change whether we have a pandemic or not but i felt like you really felt the kind of the not the final results but like like sort of the ramifications like i saw a lot more of the ramifications of being in a pandemic for a couple of years everything kind of felt like a little more like janky it sounds kind of weird. It's like a slang term for everything. It was a little bit more rough around the edges. Mm -hmm. And I just like, it, for example, I went to a lot of places in my old neighborhoods that I used to go to on the regular, you know, like cafes, 
you know, shops, whatever it was. And it was either they were closed down uh, mm -hmm. because of the pandemic, they were under new ownership. So they just mm -hmm. weren't the same. They didn't have the same service. It was like, there was something just off about it. Mm -hmm. um, places just that weren't as like nice. Um, and, and, and even on like very like little details where, you know, I'd go into like a blue bottle coffee, which is like kind of a, a nice coffee shop. And <laughs> yes, I would say bougie is a term you would give blue bottle. Oh yeah. For and sure. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not disparaging at all, but yes, blue bottle. It is, but it's, it's gotten a lot more commercial obviously because it's, they have blue bottles everywhere now and it's, it's, it's owned changed. by Nestle, I mean, isn't it? Yeah, because I mean, it's obvious to me because I, the reason why I bring up Blue Bottle is because I remember when Blue Bottle, uh, first Blue Bottle kiosk opened in San Francisco a million years ago. And this was like yep. a novel coffee shop. This was like, oh, yeah. Are you talking about the awesome. Hayes Valley one? Yeah. And it was like, it's still there. Yeah. And it's like a little yeah. window and I loved it and it was awesome. And it was one of the first kind of more bougier sort of like espresso drinks kind of thing. Oh, it was great. You waited in line happily and... with people and their dogs and their kids yeah, and everybody was, was awesome. in a good mood. It was great. It's much more Starbucks-like now because it's, and, and uh, maybe that's not the best comparison, but it they've got a churn. You know, they're a, po they're a more popular mm -hmm. chain now. And, yeah. but I remember when I lived there, I, I lived down the street from this one in particular in, in Beverly Grove. And they used to have like glasses, like, you know, actual real glasses made out of glass at the water stand. You know, they've got the separate water stand. You can get water uh, as you wish. And, um, you know, and this is not just at Blue Bottle. There were uh, tons of other places, even like a sushi place that wasn't fancy, but it also wasn't so casual. It was a sit down sushi place with the sushi bar. Everything was paper and plastic. That water well, because, stand. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. hundred percent. You know, cleanliness, like cleanliness, use it once, throw it away obviously yeah that staff shortages i mean lack of resources they don't have that person to wash the dishes i get it i totally get it but it really has pulled down our quality of life you know it's just something that a lot of places aren't even taking cash anymore and you know it makes me think like we've we've i feel <laughs> like we've tried to make strides with like ecological stuff in the last like we're, there's a lot of conscious people out there that are like you say at the top of the show you recycle and you compost and all these things but like we've definitely taken a step backwards because of this COVID uh, scare for sure. We're using way more paper and plastic instead of real dishes and it's going into the landfill. And so that was something that I thought about a lot. And, you know, just everything was just a, like, a little bit more gritty. You know, there's obviously a major homeless problem there, but it, it was more like, you know, obviously you see pockets of homelessness, you see the tents, you know, you see them in places where you're like, wow, this is like, this is like a nice residential neighborhood and there's like tents at the end of the block. This is so bizarre. And then there would be people that were walking down the street that looked semi-normal, but maybe a little dirty. And you were like, they just seemed normal. They had like a purse and a whatever. But then you realize as they walk by, they're homeless. And, mm -hmm. they, and there's these people that have just kind of fallen out of society, you know, in the last year, really. And it was just such a trip. It was a trip kind of walking around. I, I, I had a really good time, but there was, you know, obviously I, I won't get into the QR code thing, but I had some situations with that. Um, there, there's, you know, there's definitely a real change in society in terms of, yeah, just everyday stuff is so different. You, you know, you, there's places now that do, you, you have to get into a QR code line by your phone. So there's like no host, you go in there, 
you get into a line, they text you on your cell phone. You know, there's just a lot of these places. I think I was, it's the future, Heather. It really is. It really is. It is. It's, it's funny. We, on, uh, DTNS, uh, another show that I co-host, uh, we have been talking about this stuff, Mm. um, as of late. Well, I mean, it's not like we just started talking about QR codes, Sure. but the U S is behind certain countries in adoption of mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we're sort of like, oh, this is like a fun novel idea, you know, and like South Koreans are like, uh, we're doing this for yeah. 10 years. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> if not 12. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I know what you mean though. And the funny thing about, I was, <laughs> I have these, I, I take my dog to, I call it the dog park. It's really a high school, but just like no one's really there anymore. Uh, particularly now because all the kids just graduated the other day, but mm-hmm. I, that's, that's, we call it the P-A-R-K, but it's, it's, it's a high school, but huge campus, you know, tons of stuff to run around. I go there, uh, most mornings. In fact, when we wrap up here, I'm going to take him and I've got this crew of other dog people who are all there at the same time as me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not every, like, we're not like coordinating really, but it's like, as I roll up, I'm like, oh, Alan's here. Cause I know his car and Lisa's here. Cause I know her car and yeah. et cetera. And Otis likes to play with the other dogs. And we've all kind of become like pretty good friends. Like it's always nice to see these folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to know people as you're sort of sitting around cleaning up your dog poop, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, with other people. And the other day, uh, one of them asked me, Hey, Sarah, you lived in San Francisco and LA, right? And I said, yeah, yeah. Till just a couple of years ago. Uh, well, which one do you like better? And I was like, uh, well, um, that is a really long conversation uh, because it's hard to even compare the two. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I always tell people the, you know, and like I said, I lived in San Francisco since I was quite young and in pretty much every neighborhood that the city has to offer over the years. But my last few years were in a neighborhood called Soma. Soma stands for South of Market Street. And it is a large, uh, semi-industrial, lots of startups, lots very of lofts. Gritty. But very gritty. You know, wide streets. Um, there's not a The quintessential San Francisco thing is not Soma. Um, unless you, you know, you've lived there long enough where you're like, oh, I'm into this. I'm into yeah. this vibe. You know, there's a lot going on. It's close, you know, it's close to downtown. There, there are a lot of things, but I mean, I got beat down, not physically, <laughs> goodness, <laughs> but I got really mentally beat down by yeah, living there. Totally. Um, and, and I feel like I can hang mm-hmm. more than, you know, more tough. than a, more than a lot of people. Thank you, Heather. Yeah. Small, but mighty. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I was in, and the, the homeless problem was so bad that, I mean, it, I, I, I don't even, the stories I could tell of just like walking out of my own apartment. I didn't have Otis the dog at the time. There's mm-hmm. like zero chance that he would have been able to, I, I don't even know what we, we, would have done it just wasn't going to happen but I always think of like San Francisco and you know it's very well-known homeless problem Uh, the city is constantly working on it the citizens are constantly talking about how the city isn't doing enough Mm -hmm. both are probably very true Um, and you know I'm not a lawmaker so I'll stay out of that one but (laughs) you go you go to LA yeah you know and you go downtown you know and you 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 go down could, a street and you're like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. This is like a whole 
this is this is and the thing really is don't get, me, don't get me wrong i like a little grit and i i don't i just i guess you know when you say soma yeah soma has gotten worse um and i think uh downtown has gotten worse i don't need to be in some super fancy i do not like beverly hills like i'm not looking to be in a plastic fancy everything's perfect there's no garbage on the ground kind of place i actually don't like that i really like a little grit but but yeah i mean it's a little post-apocalyptic i mean it's like there's a lot of uh a lot more grit out there nowadays and i'd be curious to hear from you guys if you've noticed I don't know any little details or like just observations you've made when you went traveling somewhere or maybe it's in your own town. I'd be curious mm -hmm. to hear your thoughts. Email us at Hyatt have such a good day dot com. And, you know, at the risk of because I know Heather and I are a couple bougie white women. Yeah. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I happen to be very poor, but I'm also <laughs> bougie. Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. You can do it all, my friends. <laughs> but you're uh, like linen but, sheets, but I'm gonna eat beans for a week. That's right. Uh, yeah, sardines for dinner, yep. not a problem, my man. <laughs> uh but yes, I need those linen sheets. Yeah, you pick and um, choose. Oh my gosh. I mean, okay, okay. Just side note, wasn't even gonna mention this. <laughs> linen sheets. I've got my linen sheets. I have two pair, two, you know, sets of sheets, but there's one that I I've just been I'm pretty hardcore on. Love those sheets. And they needed to be washed. And uh, we've got Airbnb guests on the property. So me washing stuff, because there's only one washer and one dryer for everybody. You know, what I do is I try to load up uh, when, you know, we're having turnover. You know, because mm -hmm. people will leave that morning and then the next people won't come until the following afternoon. But the house cleaner has to wash all their sheets. So, like, my window of washing things is actually quite thin mm -hmm. you know i really have to think about it you know if i'm like oh i just won't like be around the house it's like well then you're not washing anything unless you take it to your mom's or a dry cleaner or something mm -hmm. like that anyway so this happened sheets needed to be washed you know it's just time and i have a extra set of sheets that are just they're like egyptian cotton or something they're nice they're nice sheets but they're not linen and i put them on the bed and i was like they're slippery <laughs> They don't breathe that well. Yeah. I don't like it. And I'd like it's like this is the stupidest thing to complain about. Like I should be shot for even saying such a thing out loud. And yet I was like there really are worse happy crimes, to put the linen Sarah. sheets back on the bed the other day. <laughs> well, you know what I think it is? But it's it's a test of like human adaptation because you you just became so used to how those linen sheets felt. And I felt the same way about my flannel. When I switched to my regular sheets that are actually nice regular sheets. I hate them. They're freezing cold. I went from my flannel to these <laughs> regulars and I'm like, oh my God, like I, I, I can't get used to them. And I like, I've ruined myself because I really enjoyed those flannel sheets. They're so cozy. Uh, so I think you, you just, yep. we ruin ourselves every day, Sarah, and we just have to live with it. People like what they like. They like and, what they like. You know, we come, coming off a conversation on, you know, like you said, you, you saw some people who were obviously down and out when you were visiting LA. And it's like, you know, in no circumstance am I ever like, well, that sucks. You know, I just want to be rich and not see these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do feel that way. Uh, whether they say it out loud or not, that's mm -hmm. how they do feel. And I don't ever want to be that person. I think, you know, uh, I don't know. Knowing is half the battle. And then we can, you know, figure out, okay, well, how can I be of service? How can I be of help? Yeah. You know, what do I not like that I have some control over? Yeah. And, and you know, kind of go from there. That's, 
I don't always have the answer, by the mm -hmm. way. Uh, I think I could do a lot more. Um, you know, I try I, to... I, I tend to gravitate towards certain things like animal rescue and, yeah, and, and things course. that I deeply care about, but there are many others. You know, and the thing is, like, I think I lean into when I can't do anything else and I'm on the move, I, I notice myself, I, am, I really try to brighten people's days. Like people who are, you know, behind the counter or yeah, like on the street in some way, like make a joke or like something that, you know, like the Uber drivers are a great example. I've, I, I had wonderful, I didn't rent a car, so I took Ubers a lot and I um, had these, you know, some, some were great Ubers, some were not great. Um, but, uh, but the ones that were, I got to talk to, you know, you really can affect their day. I mean, they're sitting there driving, listening to the radio. It's like, it's gotta get really boring, but you know, you have these like uplifting conversations. I mean, I had this very philosophical conversation with this super smart Indian guy, really kind of like wonderful person. I mean, we were in the car for like 45 minutes, so it was a long conversation. And I would like, I would get coffee with this guy. Like, and I know mm -hmm. that we made his day better because he, he just kept saying, thank you for, oh, it was lovely meeting you. You know, it's just like, there's those things that it's like kindness, uh, that even a smile goes a long way, goes a long way. and I, yeah. I really noticed that. So, I, I am, I'm very with you on that, and I think I've said this before that I, not that I was an unkind young person. Mm -hmm. I certainly don't think that I was, but there's so much that uh, you know, just life experience will like talk you down off of the like self righteous ledge about. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I hope and I, I try every day to be um, a really, you know, empathetic person who, who cares about other people, um, <laughs> maybe even to a fault a little bit more than myself. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's Kill nice. them with kindness. I, I love that kindness. expression. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's like, even if they don't want it, you're still going to feel better for doing it. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and you may get a smile out of them. So, so yeah, so. Go. Um, anyways, well, so much so, to discuss, Sarah. I know, I know. So we little time. On, we could go on and on. Uh, real quick, um, I won't uh, call anybody out specifically because I know our Discord is just for the Discorders. Mm -hmm. Not that we're like telling like horrible secrets in there or anything, but you know, it's, <laughs> but it's, we could. We, we could. Yeah, no, it's a good crew. Uh, always a reminder that if you'd like to be part of our Discord, we'd love to have you. $5 uh, per month and a level on Patreon is how you find out more about that. But there was, it was a jumping off point of, I had said something on a, on a recent show about how during the La Pandemia, mm -hmm. uh, as I like to call it, um, <laughs> I had this weird aversion to music, not mm -hmm. aversion, that's too much, but I would listen to something like a new album that someone was like, oh, you're going to love this. And I would just be like, I don't even want to finish this. Yeah, you're like not in the mood. Just not. Yeah. Like, and, and like I kept not being in the mood mm -hmm. and I, that's very unlike me. Yeah. And you know, it was just something that I, I had noticed and, and one of our, our, our discorders was like, I totally get you. And I had the same problem with books. Mm -hmm. And I realized, cause I was having this, I was having a conversation um, with somebody just the other day about, you know, reading and books and reading novels and fiction versus nonfiction. And, you know, you have so many options and maybe you do an ebook, uh, you know, if you're going to be in your car for a while. I mean, it's still technically reading, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't know, maybe it is. And, <laughs> 
And I realized, yeah, I mean, I used to devour novels. I've always been more of a fiction person than a nonfiction person. Not that I don't like nonfiction. It depends. Mm -hmm. um, I like learning, but I also like escapism. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a good book, it's like, I mean, have you ever, and this is something that I haven't had to experience recently because I live by myself, but like someone walks in the house and is like trying to talk to you and you're like, I can, can I just finish this chapter? Yeah. This yeah. Is like really yes. good. You know, I and then I'll get back to you. I engrossed in literature Yeah, too. like I love I miss you, that, but, actually. but but give me a minute kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, And I um, I realized that, I mean, I, I finished a novel, uh, I don't know, about a month ago. I've got another one on my little windowsill that I just haven't picked up yet because it's time consuming. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have all these options. We can watch things on Netflix. And we all we have can, ADHD. Yeah, we can be on the internet. We can just, I don't know, be outside doing things other than, you know, sitting comfortably reading. Mm -hmm. But sitting comfortably reading is like one of my greatest life pleasures. And I'd like to do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Period. I mean, That's I, I the agree. tweet. That, that is the tweet. And uh, <laughs> I used to be a voracious reader, really. And I have tons of amazing books on Bookshelf that over the, over the last few years, I read half of them and then I get, I lose interest or I forget. And mm -hmm. it drives me crazy. And you have to re really rewire your brain. And I, I'm so with you. Like I, I'm always reading. I read a lot of news. I read a lot of culture, you know, articles. I read the New Yorker. I mean, I'm very much reading a lot. I just, the long form reading, I have to train my mind back to, like I'm gonna take an hour or two or three instead of watching a movie or whatever because you know the escapism is is always a wonderful thing speaking of escapism actually yeah um so wanted to mention really quick um that i did see a movie that i was i was i knew i needed to see it but i was worried about seeing it and i was a little scared about seeing it but i but i thought this was sort of an interesting um, you know, we talk about hate watching, we talk about, you know, things like, for example, your Midsommar, like you, you like watched it and hated it so much, but like watched it again. Cause you were, you were kind of fascinated. <laughs> I was like, I, I need to not hate it so much. Yeah. Like it's yeah, almost like there's this other thing that's, it's not hate watching. I want to say it's like uneasy watching to get an education because I love the film education as, as we all know. So there's like, obviously my favorite directors and my favorite movies. Um, and then there's these directors who are like always controversial and known for whatever it is they're controversial about in their movies. They always have these themes and, you know, some of these directors are no notoriously gross um, or like another negative adjective that where you're like, ugh, like can't do that, you know, and mm -hmm. but I still want to see what they're up to because it's an art form. And sometimes it's good to feel uncomfortable with with art, like you go into an, a museum and like the, the, you know, Francis Bacon or some other you know, kind of dark artist, it's like it opens your mind, you know, and even though it's maybe uncomfortable, it it opens your mind in some way. And I, I just love the experience of opening my mind. So it's this sort of, you know, watching something that you know is going to maybe disturb you, um, but it's purely thought provoking. And so I really like those experiences. And David Cronenberg, you've probably heard of, of him, um, mm -hmm. you know, he's known for body horror, and he's one of those directors who has a lot of kind of gross themes that you know sort of 
um, humanity, technology. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of themes that he covers, but there's always some kind of body horror element. And he's not even in my top, like I, I would not consider him. I've seen a lot of his movies. I haven't seen all of his movies. And I know that his last like three or four have been kind of meh for a lot of people, but I did want to see uh, Crimes of the Future is the one that's out now. And we had the opportunity to see it on opening night in Los Angeles. And it takes place sometime in the f in the future. It doesn't, it's not very specific of when. Um, and there was a whole PR thing because it was, it, it aired at Cannes Film Festival and a lot of people walked out and there's, you know, they always, you never know if you could believe what you read online these days, but you know, you hear people are like, uh, walked out of the movie theater and like Kristen Stewart's like trying to stick up for the movie she was in it and she says the love story and all these things and so I'm like oh man it's going to be really gory and really gross and I was just like not I was not I was really worried okay so I go into the theater and it actually wasn't bad I, I was expecting it to be like it, I didn't even turn my head away really like there was a little bit of like surgery kind of stuff that I'm like Ugh, like but it, it it wasn't as bad as they were saying <laughs> it was online I just like how you're like mm, this is a surgery scene wasn't super into that one yeah but overall not that bad <laughs> well the way they painted it online was just like oh my god it's like so I mean I've seen way more gnarly movies seriously and mm -hmm. um anyway so long story short you know, he has this weird vision, but he's like an auteur and I, I conceptually, it was like very interesting, definitely weird. Kristen Stewart was in it and she was definitely kind of interesting and weird, just different. Like it was just like a different role for her. Um, and you know, he's always into this per concept of performance art. Surgery as art is kind of a theme. It's like the new sex It's kind of some stuff that's a little bit like, Hmm, I don't know how I feel about it, but there were some cool sci-fi elements and concepts like, you know, human evolution at certain point in the future, like we're evolving in this polluted world. How can we survive? Maybe we eat our own plastic. We're, we grow new organs to adapt to the environment. And, you know, plastic surgery becoming a little bit more like trying to look different as opposed to pretty. Um, mm -hmm. And sort of like, you know, I think Cronenberg's always been interested in sort of like, instead of an external, um, um, you know, beauty contests, it's like internal beauty contest kind of thing. Super amazing uh, score by Howard Shore. I, I was disturbed and intrigued at the same time, which made it a worthwhile watch. And I know some of our viewers out there, um, you know who you are in Discord, who don't like these weird, you know, dark, horror things. And I totally respect that and I understand why. But um, yeah, I guess email us at HyattHaveSuchAGoodDay.com if you have any thoughts, if you've seen the movie, if you are, I know a lot of you out there probably won't even go near it. Uh, but uh, yeah, just email us because we we'd love to hear from you. I was looking up uh, Cronenberg's uh, <laughs> filmography uh -huh. as you were talking, just because I'm like, I know who he is, but like, yeah. just a reminder sure. you know, of, of certain movies. Uh, remember the movie To Die For? Oh, yeah. That's a Nicole Kidman vehicle. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a great movie. I got to watch that. I haven't thought about that movie in a long that's time. That's actually, he didn't direct it. He he may have been a producer. That's a Gus Van Sant movie, um, oh. but also yeah, disturbing. Okay. That one I, is actually more disturbing than I remember, but he did The Fly. That's like probably his most famous one. Well, sure. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he's. Yes, the answer is yes. But uh, speaking of the fly, I watched Jurassic Park two last night. Oh, don't God. ask me why, but I did. <laughs> um, and 
uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's funny <sighs> because like the whole time I'm rooting for the dinosaurs. Of course. Like the people I'm like, you guys fucked this up yourselves, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and now you have to die. <laughs> like that's maybe a, a bit of a, a, a stern way to look at humanity, but I'm like, no, the dinosaurs, they're just animals. You're just Let on the side animals. of animals. I mean, and I understand that. I mean, I, I totally, I mean, let's, I can talk about pigs for hours. Let's, uh, maybe we'll do a theme <laughs> show about animals and we will be you show. all down yes. with how much we love animals, but, yes. but we probably need to get wrapped up here. Um, but we did get a, an email from Steve H who, I'm getting the impression that he's some kind of mathematician genius because he's written in about some of our more uh, numbery, you know, palindrome type things. And he said, 153 is 10011001 in binary. Just wanted to leave that out there. Well, and so what Steve is saying is, so this is episode 152. Mm -hmm. Episode 153, which will be next week, yep. is a binary palindrome that is very i would have never known that i would thank you so much steve actually, for bringing that I, to I've our attention me either <laughs> yes thank you first of all thank you steve and yeah it, it, my love of palindromes um because they soothe me uh -huh. and they make me feel like everything's balanced and okay <laughs> i've never really thought about the binary aspect of it because you probably have a lot of binary palindromes oh yeah and i just and i just haven't even gotten into a whole them new realm for you to explore Sarah and also Longwell she's a, one of our longtime discorders Longwell he's he's always got something funny to say but he we were talking about soda streams um uh -huh. in discord yes. and you know everybody's love or hate for you know bubbly water and he said uh because Sarah just got one a warm effervescent welcome for Sarah Lane to the soda stream club thanks Longwell it's making me feel like I gotta join this club I feel I gotta jump on the bandwagon here I'm gonna just be real honest about the soda stream, you know, as as we are wrapping up. Be but honest, just, you do know, not lie to me, Sarah. Thank you. So there's, Don't you, you know, dare. the 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 particular model, and there are a few. Mm -hmm. The particular model came with, you know, kind of the the unit looks like an espresso, um, and hmm. then two plastic bottles that you know fill with water, and then you know you use those to make it fizzy. Everything fits. And I mean, it is Splash City, and I don't really, I'm like, the first time I did it, I was like, what? Like, my whole counter is just, like, covered in, like, fizzy water, and I'm like, this can't be right. Am I doing something wrong? Am I supposed to have, like, a uh -huh. I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know. I looked up some stuff on the internet, and sounds like I'm not the only one who has this issue with this particular model. So, you know, TBD. What would we do without the internet? Anyway, guys and gals, we love you. It's been real. Stay beautiful. And <laughs> we will see you next Stay week. Stay thirsty, my friends. But until then, I will be Heather forever. And I will remain Sarah. And we hope you have such a good day. Yay. Talk to you soon. Later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.